Hello, wonderful leaders. Thank you so much for being. Thank you for being alive. Thank you for being who you are. So whether you're driving right now, wherever you are, we love you tremendously and we are in your corner. We take this time out each week to just try to say, hey, let's be intentional about our development. We don't want to just leave it up to chance. Let's go ahead and get the right stuff poured into us. I've got my notebook today instead of taking notes in my phone because I heard last week's leadership uh, message from Jordan. I thought, okay, let me go ahead and put some of the implement some of these things in my life life. Uh, but whether you're taking your notes on your phone or on a piece of paper, uh, let's just make sure we keep our hearts wide open. If you're listening while you're driving, listen, because today we've got one of my best, dearest, awesome, most amazing friends, comrades, right hand, ride or die people in the entire world uh, that's going to be sharing today. Uh, I've known him for a bunch of years now, knew him when he was a baby, and now he's grown. And it's been beautiful to see what God has been doing in his heart and in his life. Uh, we, so many of us know his wonderful wife, Rachel, uh, who is a rock in this church and who a few weeks ago did the leadership talk uh, on the, what do we call that? I forgot what we called it. What do we, what do we call it? Five, four steps or five steps to quiet time or knowing Jesus. Yeah, it was a friendship with God. I think that's what it was called. Oh, my goodness, it was so good. Go back and listen to it. But uh, so we've got, we've got the second string of the Tuttle family uh, with us today. But even the second string is a top-tier leader for sure. We love him so, so very much. He's an executive at a fantastic company uh, here in Dallas, but has been a part of this church family from the very beginning. Would you all give a huge round of applause to the man, the myth, the legend, Alan Tuttle as he comes up here. Love you, Alan. Love you so much, man. Man, I could hang out here all the time. That's like the most hype, the kindest. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, was, I was gonna say that um, I was thinking about it and I'm like, man, it's wild to even get to talk about leadership in a room with, uh, with some of my favorite people, for real. Um, I think about uh, how much my wife and I uh, have grown here, and um, I'm looking for, there she is, she moved over here, um, how, how much we've grown, and I mean, so many of us could say it, I think about families, we've all, you know, the Stokes, uh, when they invited us, uh, Eric and Gabby, we've been rolling, doing this for a long time, and man, uh, every single one of us would say, I know we all say it, but like, let it not get old. I've gotten to translate it into the marketplace and our leaders are different, you know? Um, I can't look at them. Y'all know it's a, I can't talk when I cry. So, so we, have to, we have to go to this place where I go like, y'all don't know, I just took a deep breath mentally. Cause I'm like, nope, not gonna do it. Um, but pastors Earl and Onika are different, y'all. Um, the way that they love people. I was thinking about that uh, as you lead more people, uh, I have found it to be, uh, and I know we're all wired different, but it's a little more taxing for me mentally. And I think as I was thinking about it, I was like, and my gosh, these people continue to lead with joy. They continue to see others. They can continue to care for people in a way that I have a new appreciation for. Because I'm telling you as, um, as just impact in people that you care about, that you have the honor to be around grows um, I have found that harder to maintain and that it takes a focus and intentionality and they make it look easy. Yeah. And I know that, I know that uh, it requires intentionality. So thank y'all for being who you are. 
for real, man. Um, All right, with that, y'all, I think uh, today we're going to talk about humility through the lens of a leader, okay? Um, It's been on my brain because I think that humility will be the lid for any relationship that you're in. I think it's the lid for your leadership capacity. I think it's the lid for uh, even the the quality of team member that you can be in whatever you're serving in. Um, I was thinking about this and I was like, man, I have no idea why people say, uh, I've always heard this growing up, I don't know, but your gift will make room for you. Your gift will make room. I believe that, like that's cool. I think like, I think that's like, step one or two or something, but I'm like, I think humility will make room for you at any table. I think it like busts doors open. And it's one of my favorites because it's not like in your face. I don't even know, even as I'm sitting here thinking about talking about this today, y'all, I'm like, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like humility is caught, not taught. You know, we talk about that. I'm like, I don't, how do we even attempt to put handles on this? But we're going to try today because I do think it's that important and that necessary as we all have the honor of leading people and being on teams. It's both and, okay? Uh, I made a note here. There is nothing. And now as I've continued to have the honor to lead more people, I think there is nothing more attractive than a humble leader and a humble team member. Like, I want those team members. Uh, At our company, we actually identify the ideal team player as somebody who's humble, hungry, and smart. And, and we actually found, we were like, man, even those words are tough to, uh, quantify. tough to quantify. Yeah, it's like, how do I tell you to be humble? How do I tell you to be hungry and smart? And we're not talking intellect smart. We're talking about, so actually here, let me say this. We made it into a phrase to try to give it better handles. We said we work hard with humility while staying aware of how our actions impact others. Okay, and that's the smart we're talking about, which actually still speaks to the humility piece because I'm like, I don't want you just thinking about you. I want you thinking about what you're doing, how it impacts everyone around you because you're not a single producer. You're a team like we're we're all on a team, you know, and so the goal of today is that we'd have practical handles on how to grow in our humility, which equals growing in leadership. To do that, we're going to talk about what humility is, and I'm going to start with what humility is not. Um, Humility is not passive. Humility is not meek. It's not selfish. It's not a less than mentality. The definition even speaks to what humility is not. It doesn't even say what it is. It says humility is defined. This is beautiful, y'all. Humility is defined as freedom from pride or arrogance. And so now knowing that, let's talk about what humility is, because I think that's key. I think so oftentimes we think about humility and we think about like, well, honestly, I think in seasons, right, it's been needed. I know in my own life, but I'm like, I think I used to think that I was maybe more capable. I don't know. I think I used to think it was me and not God being really kind. Right. I used to think I was talented enough. I thought that I had good enough ideas and then and we're going to get into it. But really, it's just God in his kindness. Giving us any opportunity or any honor, anything that 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 comes to us. It's really him. Right. And so I do think there were seasons of I'm like there was maybe like a bit of that pressing, you know, a bit of that. But um, hear me say, I think that's seasonal. I don't think that is like 
living in humility, okay? Because what humility is, is humility is actually confident. It is absolutely possible, y'all, to be confident and humble. The only difference to me is, is are you finding your confidence in your gifts, talents, and abilities, or are you finding your confidence in who gave you the gifts, talents, and abilities? Because that's recognizing it's not me. It's actually him. Isn't he kind? So good. Pastor Earl says it in Growth Trek. God saw a problem in the world. And the answer was you. He created you as the answer. Okay? That would say we're not to shy away from the uniqueness and the gifts and the abilities that he's given us. That just says let's be mindful of how he wants us to use them, not how we want to use them. Second thing is I was thinking about this. Humility is disarming. Okay? A leader absolutely must be approachable. Also, all these things, I'm going to go ahead and jump in and say that, uh, you know, we talk about the five levels of leadership uh, from Maxwell and is that Maxwell? I think it is. Yeah. And uh, you talk about leading with title or leading with a relationship and influence. None of these do you need a title for. Like we're talking about leadership. You could not have a single direct report. And if you're doing these things, I promise uh, your employer. Uh, your leader in the church won't be able to help but throw people at you to be like, will you please lead them? Because it just happens because you're going, you can be trusted with the way that you're carrying this and valuing uh, uh, leadership, right? So humility is disarming. A leader absolutely must be approachable. And I don't know if there's anything that makes someone more approachable than humility. Okay, yeah. we got to hear from my friend uh, again. I, shoot, I didn't mention OGs. I mean, Raymond and Jordan are as OG yeah. as they come, yeah. Yeah. besides Ron and Judy. Mm-hmm. And um, and I mean, I was thinking about Jordan when I was thinking about this because I was like, Jordan might be the smartest person I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. He's like a thought leader, not just in like his company, yeah. but in cybersecurity mm-hmm. across the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, you're smarter than me always. <laughs> uh, he uh, is a phenomenal leader, like yeah. he's, a, he's a phenomenal yeah. executive, yeah. and he could kill you with his bare hands. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> if there was anyone that I think you would look at, even though in his kindness you could be like, it's an intimidating guy, but nothing about him wow. smells or seems intimidating because I think his life is marked with humility. humility. That's, right. that's right. And so know that, again, this isn't a shying away. This is just like, man. If I'm, if I'm operating in, in humility, then I'm not shying away from gifts, abilities, what God's called me to. But uh, when I'm so operating good, in humility, man, I think any team member can come up to you and isn't scared to tell you, man, I think I missed the mark. Uh, can you help me? I think they're willing to go, uh, would you help me? I, I'm, I'm going to have this conversation. I need help, right? So we want to be approachable as leaders. Humility uh, means that we'll be disarming. Number three, humility is attractive. I'll tell you right now, y'all, if you want to attract, gather, hire incredible people, um, man, talented people, I think, are attracted to humble leaders because they see opportunity where they get to have a seat. Because a humble leader isn't going, again, a lot of times whenever you're placed in leadership, when you're placed in leadership, it's because a lot of capacity was seen in you. So they're like, oh man, 
you're a leader. So then now you feel this need to go, all right, well, I got, I got it because I could do a lot. So I'm going to keep doing a lot. But actually, if you want to be attractive to great talent, great people who want to grab a hold of the vision, you're now going to have to go, I was grabbing a hold of a lot because I had a lot of capacity, but now I got to give it away. Because again, God made us all on purpose, with purpose, with gifts and abilities, unique gifts and abilities. So I got to go, we actually have uh, Anna here today. And... uh, Anna runs a department of about 50 for us and absolutely a daughter of the house. And, and uh, we only know each other because of Shoreline City. And I'm grateful for it. The uh, most relational, best place I've ever been, y'all. Like, this is where you find your friends. Um, leads a team of about 50. And uh, I tell people all the time, I'm like, that, I actually had that role prior to Anna. And I'm like, Anna does it so much better than I do. And I'm not just saying it. Like, she does it so much better than I do. But I love that. Because I got to do it, but then I went, oh man, I have an Anna who's interested in being on the team. How much can I give her? Because I think that appeals to an Anna who God has blessed with gifts and abilities. And she sees room for, man, I get to have impact here. I get to come in and use these giftings and abilities that God's given me. So again, let's stay humble and let's recognize that we're not as great as we think we are and that uh and that if we can give more away because people will do jobs better than us then man it's actually going to make the team so much better okay fourth thing humility is unifying when you die to yourself and surrender thank you so much and surrender your own thoughts and opinions people see that and not only do they want to be a part of it but they want to then model it. Because again, if something's attractive, how many of us, I mean, anything that we do, like somebody has, uh, I'm a sneaker guy, so if it's like, man, you got sneakers on? I'm like, shoot, where'd you get those? I wanna find those. Let's do it, you know what I mean? So like, we're trying to model all the things that we like in all aspects of life. So especially in a team, we wanna be those people that are going, I I wanna be that leader uh, that is like, man, I hope that you can smell, see, and feel humility on me because that's who I want to attract. So God help me because I need it, but that's the people because then if you have a team doing that, unity is like a non-negotiable, it's a a non-issue. I love to use the example, I think I got this from Pastor Earl, uh, so excuse me if y'all hear this frequently, Um, but about two row teams and just the power in unity. And if we can all die to ourselves and go, man, it's not about me. I'm going to experience some pain, but so is this other person. And so, uh, so you have these two row teams, right? And I'm talking about the ones that's like, I don't know, 10, 12 people. And they're like all in unison, you know, they're rowing, they're moving. And I love to use the example that there, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Chantel and Dom, they knew all about this. We stole it from them. Um, And so uh, if you have a team, who's rowing in sync, you may not even have any all-stars on that team. But if everyone's in sync and unity, I like to give the example of, they could take the wrong route. Okay, so here, let's say we have this team. We got another team of all-stars. They're like individually, like every team would want them. But they're all doing their own thing. Let's even say all of them are in sync except for one person. And let's get that person rowing the opposite direction. So everybody's in sync. Everybody's here. And then you got one person like, pushing this way and then you got them pushing this way this team the 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 team with the talent with one person growing the wrong direction can have the the right route to the goal 
and it could take them longer That's right. than the team who's rowing in unity. Yeah. They hit all the bumps, they made all the wrong decisions, they made all the mistakes, but all rowed in the same direction. And I promise you, they can beat the team to the goal, to the, to the finish line of the team that was loaded with talent, okay? Unity fixes so many mistakes. Like, it, it, it covers a multitude of sins, okay? So let's be leaders who model that so that that's who we attract. Lastly, humility is enduring. No matter the road, no matter how hard, humility reminds us that it's not about us, but the call of God on our lives. Does this mean that we don't have personal goals? Absolutely not. I think it's something I used to wrestle with because I'm like super goal-oriented person, like, all right, we did this. I, uh, I'm guilty of, again, anyone who's on my team can, can attest to this. I'm working on being better at this. As soon as we take a hill, I'm like, awesome, right. but we got to take that hill. Yeah. And it's like, hey, man, we just took a huge hill. Are we going to talk about that, you know? And so uh, I'm working on being better at that. But that's just, that's, <laughs> but that, that's how my mind works is, is, uh, is it's very goal-oriented. Like, man, I want to I wanna win, win, win. And so, um, and so with that, I think I used to struggle, though, where would be like, all right, I'm writing down my goals. Well, hold on, God. Is this what you have for me? And right, I'm consulting, but I think I'd still have this wrestle. But I've just resolved two things, y'all. Number one, I actually think the wrestle and us consulting with God and and going, man, I want to do this. But God, is that what you want me to do? God, you put this inside of me. Is this is this the season? Is that what I'm supposed to do? Uh, I think that wrestle is actually like some of the most beautiful worship that I have to offer. Okay, I think um, I think he loves that I would consider asking him when it comes to my life and the gifts and the abilities and the call that he's put inside of me, that I would even ask. He's like, man, I love that. He may love that more than whenever I have worship on, I'm on my face. Like that's what's in my brain, right? And then second is that uh, Proverbs 16.1 really has become a a staple for me that that I, I can make my plans. I can make my own plans. But that God's so faithful, he's going to determine my steps. And so I found a lot of times that doesn't, things don't end up how I thought they would. But that's okay because God knew the whole time. You know, and so, I mean, guys, not even so oftentimes, when is it not better? When is it not better than what we thought it would be? And so um, I want to finish with this. I want to finish with this. I I was talking to, uh, uh, got to, Pastor Earl and I were talking about this the other day and uh, got to share a story of, of my boss, our CEO and, and founder. Um, we're having a conversation. This is super random, guys, but we're in home services, okay? We do like plumbing, air, electric, and it's like the least flashy uh, industry ever. <laughs> and at the same time, it's like they're in demand right now because we've made it through 9-11. We made it through the housing market crash. We made it through a pandemic. Uh, we grew 3% year over year whenever people were laying people off. Like we were hiring people, you know, so we're incredibly blessed and fortunate to get to be a part of a company like that. Um, And because of that uh, resilience, um, uh, private equity companies are placing a pretty high value on what we do, okay? And um, we're actually now one of uh, the only companies left that that hasn't yet, but uh, we're definitely one of five largest home service companies in the country. Um, We, everybody else that is friends with our owner has sold, and we're like one of the only ones that hasn't sold to private equity. 
And uh, we were talking about it the other day. Incredibly, uh, honestly, it's cool that I was like getting to have this conversation with him because I feel like I'm like, these things are in your brain. And I don't even know about these things. Like I can't even fathom right. these things, you know? And he could, he could definitely sell the company and just never have a concern again in his life. And uh, again, incredibly fortunate. He's in love with Jesus, y'all. Um, Faith-filled leader who's, uh, who's focused on the things of God. And he said, Alan, why, why would I sell? I hear everyone saying that we should sell. But, but the question I ask myself is, when did the call change? Because we started the company to impact people. And it's what I feel like God had called me to do. So good. But now it makes sense to sell and cash out. He's like, I just can't justify that in my mind. And that reminded me that humility is enduring. Because I'm like, man, you know what? It sure would be cool to sell. Be done. I mean, like, guys, you're talking about, like, again, logically, you're like, hey, man, your kids, 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 I don't know how far down that goes, like, wouldn't have to work again. And he's like, hey, man, that's not what I was called to, though. I was called to impact people for the, for the kingdom. And I feel like us providing jobs and serving customers in their homes, we say the day that somebody will do that better than us, let us hand it off. Like if Truett Cathy of Chick-fil-A wants to come buy it, we'll sell to him because they do that really well, you know? But until, until it's somebody better than us, then we don't want to do it. And so guys, I hope this has encouraged you. Man. Thank you, Pastor.